we must ensure the existence of our people and a future for white children. So he placed it right in his manifesto. When he used the term Christian, he was talking about white supremacists. Yo, what's this have to do with empowerment? Stay tuned. What's this have to do with black empowerment? Stay tuned. All right. Welcome to Get On Code, The Fly Guy Show, which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge of self. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to. And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. Well, I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, all, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine, that means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. Peace, Code Keepers. Ooh, this one is going to be interesting. So I have the good brother, Minister Zumbi, who's going to be tapping in. This one is going to be interesting. We're talking about the abortion rights debate. We're talking about, you know, the massacre that happened in Buffalo, New York. That's up where you are, right? So we're tying a whole lot of things together. And so when we look at this, <laughs> on the abortion rights side, we have women saying, why do old white men get to decide? But on the action side, we have young 18-year-old white men who are deciding that they're going to take somebody's life. And you and I are both brought up the fact that this kind of reminds you of something that Dr. Frances Cress Wilson talked about in her book, The ISIS Papers. Mm -hmm. Frances Cress Wilson, you know, so... For those who not who are not familiar with, you know, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson, you can look her up on Wikipedia. All right. Uh, now this is interesting. They use the term "black supremacist melanin theory." Black supremacy? Where they do that at? They don't do that here. That's crazy. Um, but she does talk about the origins of white supremacy culture, and one of the things that she really kind of talks about is that black men, and I want to highlight this, are at the center of a lot of his her discussion because according to her, you know, the melanated man, the black man, the Moorish man, the indigenous man, whatever term you want to go, uh, have the greatest potential to cause white genetic annihilation. You with us now, Zumbi? Uh, for those who may not be familiar with Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, uh, she was the one who introduced in 1970 a thing called the Crest Theory of Color Confrontation. And what she was seeking was, what is it about this, I, I guess you would call it clash of races or clash of cultures. And being a protege of Dr. Neely Fuller, uh, she attended one of his lectures one night and it came to and I guess you would say an aha or a eureka moment for Dr. Welsing, 
when she developed this thing called the Crest Theory of Color Confrontation. And in it, she says that everything is based on genetic survival. And she says that the reason why you have this hostile aggression from this group of people known as quote unquote white, Caucasoid, etc., is because of genetic dominance versus genetic recessivism, or what she calls albinism or whiteness. And what she says is like what the brother said earlier, the Africoid male, or basically the original man, has the genetic material to annihilate white people. Okay. Uh, I think I remember when Malcolm had a, a, a lecture where he says that when you take the black germ, but that was the term used back then, when you take the black germ, within the black germ, you can produce black, brown, red, yellow, white in descending order. Since those groups cannot produce black, it makes black genetically dominant. Now, when we apply this to what I call racism slash white imperialism, the biggest threat to racism, white imperialism happens to be the original man or the Africoid man. So I've always said the greater the threat to your rule, the more vicious the aggression and oppression must be. Okay. 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 But, you know, we do hear that. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, our white brothers and sisters are saying, hey, we're running out of time. And so when we talk about mm. abortion, Roe versus Wade is not about abortion rights. It's about it's about predominantly <laughs> old white men saying we need to have more white children. And we need to stop anything that's going to impact our ability we're going to stop anything that yeah. prevents and, us from and, having that ability. Right. And and what you're also seeing, and, and I can tell you this uh, from my research going back into the 90s, there was a time where um, it was a Swedish tennis player. What's his name? Bjorn Borg. I, I'm pretty sure you remember him. Mm-hmm. He was actually involved in his country's, uh, they had a campaign to get white young people to not only marry but to produce babies the Swedish government was actually offering to pay them to do this okay and when you go into and I think it was Riza Islam that talked about it in one of the things in um, Hidden Colors where why is it that when you go into suburban or affluent communities you're always finding fertility clinics But yet, when you come amongst us, I mean, ask yourself the question, why is it that the condoms are free in the hood? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to bring this conversation. I want to kind of bring this back to, uh, you know, to this young man, this 18 year old. He did something very interesting. He did something very interesting. He gave up the goods. Now, 
you and I and the rest of us in the, you know, the conscious raising community have been aware of this for years. But the white supremacist community has this code and it has its values and it has its postulates. And he actually gave up the goods on the postulates. So he left a manifesto. <laughs> Look, this thing is 180 pages, man. 180 pages manifesto that that you know that this young man left mm. and so I know you got a chance to read through some of it wow. I got a chance to read through. I haven't read 180 pages not yet I just got it today but he says it's that white birth rates must right. change and they have a two-pronged approach they want to increase white birth rates and they want to decrease black lives or melanated lives or Morris lives or indigenous lives or copper colored lives. You know, <laughs> that's what they're up to. The white supremacists, right? And so interestingly enough, he's saying that in 2050, despite the ongoing effect of sub-replacement fertility, and the word replacement is the thing we really need to tap into, because there's this concept in white supremacy called the replacement, uh, the, the replacement theory, uh, replacement, I can't think of the actual term for it, um, let's see, the great replacement, that's what it's called, the great replacement, alright, yeah. They actually have books about this. They have meetings about this. They have conferences about this. The Great Replacement. The Great Replacement is one of their biggest concerns right now. And so, this young man, this 18-year-old, was stoked and thoroughly immersed in the white supremacist ideology particularly dealing with this replacement, mm -hmm. the great replacement concern. And so, hey, he's saying that white nations <laughs> are getting hurt through immigration, through ethnic replacement, through cultural replacement, through racial replacement. Mm. This is white genocide. Okay. This is white genocide. And interestingly enough, man, when you read this, I mean, you got a chance to read through it. There becomes a theme where he's really angry at white women. He's really yeah, angry um, at white women. Mm -hmm. And and to kind of give you a little history, okay? When America was being quote unquote founded. All right. Many European women were actually choosing melanated mates. We're talking about, you know, the indigenous Native Americans who were here and were even choosing enslaved African men over rich white men. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So what you had to do was you had to create laws that basically outlawed the potential for miscegenation or, or what's called race mixing. Okay. 
And, you know, it's interesting where you talk about how white males are upset with white women. All right. Ambalaj Muhammad says something back in 1965 where he says that the last trick that this man will pull is that he will offer you his children as mates in mass. Once that happens, you know his world is on its way out. And we're beginning to see a lot of that even today. I mean, look at the commercials. I mean, show me a Geico commercial or a Nissan commercial where you don't see interracial couples. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In fact, there was even a soap commercial. I, I forgot. I think it's called Dr. Squats, where you actually see a brother in the shower with a white woman. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, at, okay. At, the deeper we go into this, the angrier you can see that white supremacists have with their women. And so these are some of the questions. This is intriguing, man. He made a 180-page document to explain exactly what he was going to do. He talked about why did he decide to carry out the attack. So these are the reasons why he decided to carry out the attack. What do you want? We must ensure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Now, this is central. Right. And the reason I say this is central, this goes back to the 14 words. All right. So the 14 words or the 1488, it's a, a white separatist slogan originating with David Eden Lane, but connected with Adolf Hitler in his autobiographical book, Mein Kampf. And it's this, these words are used by neo-Nazis, white power skinheads, white nationalists, the alt-right, a lot of our conservatives. <laughs> and the phrase is, you know, the phrase that he used, uh, let me see, I got to find it, it's in here. We must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Those are the 14 words. We must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Right. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So we must ensure the existence of our people and a future for white children. So he placed it right in his manifesto. We must ensure the existence of our people and a future for white children. So he placed it right in his manifesto. We must ensure the existence of our people and a future for white children. So he placed it right in his manifesto. He said, this is what we want. Mm. Who do you represent? I represent white folk. Are you a part of any political group? Nah, I'm not messing with that. I represent white folk, white supremacists. Mm. And I, sh I shouldn't say white folk. He represents white supremacy. Okay. <laughs> he says I'm the sole perpetrator of this attack that's intriguing that's intriguing we'll, we'll, deep, we'll dive deeper into that as we go through his document alright right. All right, so he says that he was a sole person alright do these groups hold power or who are the people in these groups now didn't he just say he was a lone wolf yeah. 
But, 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 but see, here, here's the thing that you got to look at, okay? This manifesto represents a concept, mm -hmm. okay? And what I mean by a concept is it's kind of an umbrella concept that covers various groups. So he's kind of being a, a chameleon, if you will. So he could blend in with eugenicists like Bill Gates. He could blend in with neo-Nazis. He could blend in Aryan Brotherhood, KKK, etc. But this philosophy and, and, and the, the, the way that I look at it is he kind of broke it down into like three or four segments. First, right, he right, gives right. you the philosophy. Okay, first he gives you the philosophy, then he gives you a program slash plan, and then gives you a process. But everything <laughs> is rooted on a philosophy first. Which, I, which is the way to do it. Now, I'm not okay. saying what he did was right. I'm not saying what he no. did was righteous. But I'm saying right. that's the right way to do it. To ground yourself in a philosophy. We say get on code our code is empowerment you know mm, right so yeah and 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 the other thing is this i don't think he ever intended to live once he wrote this allegedly because this is something that i feel was going to outlive him and for future uh soldiers if you will to pick up the cause because remember when he was about to off himself okay why did buffalo police stop him from committing suicide <laughs> okay yo it's the craziest thing to me man it is the yeah. craziest thing to me because can you imagine if you or i or my son my daughter my wife mm. you know if we had killed people and we had a gun a weapon in our hand and the right. police show up mm -hmm. it would be a totally different conversation bro Tamir Rice had a play gun that he was playing with the police officer shot him within three seconds mm -hmm. because he was a threat Right. Uh, Philando Castile, I think it was Philando Castile. He was in the car with his wife, his girlfriend, I think, his yeah. fiance. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Yeah, I have the legal ability to carry a weapon. My weapon's right here. My hands are out the window. Pow. Okay. But this young man, this young man, uh, and you know, these are some of the people who are ancestors now and may their lives as ancestors be a blessed one. May they sow rich seed and soil and water right. into our mentality so that we can grow and address this tragedy and mm -hmm. make sure it doesn't happen again. May their lives not be in vain. May the ancestral village surround them and love them. Ashe. Ashe. But yo, this young man, He gets picked up by the police and they, he, you know, we, he's leaving people mourning. He's leaving people mourning. Mm. He's leaving people mourning. Mm -hmm. 
But he walks away with the police. They put him in handcuffs. This is this is America. I want to say this is bewildering, but this is this is America. Yeah. You know. And and I think this it serves as a reminder. Right. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Emmanuel Briggs, man. Hey, brother, we haven't said this in the in the last show, so we love you, bro. Right. <laughs> and 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 I think one thing we need to understand is if we don't understand this now, it's a war, and war has been declared on African people not just when we were dragged throughout the diaspora, but as far back as six thousand years. Okay, so if you have individuals who are treating this as a war, because remember, uh, this individual, along with, say, Dylan Roof and the the other guy in Wisconsin, they suffer from a disease that is unique to, quote unquote, white people. I call it the fear of a black planet syndrome. Okay. Okay. Based on what we have just combed through in this manifesto, just in the the philosophical part, okay, what is he afraid of? He is afraid of white extinction or what Dr. Wilson calls white genetic annihilation. Okay. Uh, You know what? Uh, so Markner is also bringing up an interesting point, which we, we should probably tap into a little later, brother, that right. the uh, that as he considers that the biggest issue is that a majority of non-white population on the earth sadly identify themselves with white supremacy. So you will find Asian white supremacists. You will find so-called black white supremacists. You're going to find Latinx, Latino, whatever, you know, whatever term you want to use to my uh, um, right. para mi gente. All right. You're going to find white supremacists in the Latino community. You know, you're going to find them in the Arab community. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so so that's a good point, and I'm glad you brought that up. But right. when you look at this brother's manifesto, I mean, not brother, what, you look at this dude's manifesto, look at this part. This is the part I thought was really interesting. Why did you target those people? Mm-hmm. Now, he wrote this before he did this heinous act. May he rest right. in hell. You know, may he rest in hell. Um, they are an obvious, visible, and large group of replacers. Mm-hmm. Who are they? Who is he talking about when he says they? When he says they, he's talking about these people. Mm-hmm. He's saying that we are replacers. And in white supremacist ideology, we are replacers. Mm-hmm. From a culture with highly fertile, uh, f- with higher fertility rates and strong, robust traditions that seek to opposite, uh, occupy my people's land. Look at this. Now, check this out. I knew all the blacks I would be killing. Well, it would have eased my mind if I would have knew that all the blacks I would be killing were criminals or future criminals. But I then realized all black people are replacers just by existing in white countries. So just by the fact that you're so-called black, 
you're a replacer, and in his mind, you could be criminal, you could be non-criminal. You're a replacer. We got to get rid of you. Right. And the interesting thing is, this consideration of uh, being replaced, you know, the great replacement is not just him. This was not just his theory. You know, Tucker Carlson right. talks about this on Fox News all the time. I, I mean, I've heard him. I watch Fox News. Uh, I know I'm surprised yeah. as fuck when I say that. But <laughs> I listen to everything. <laughs> you know, because, you know, white supremacy, like uh, Elder Neely Fuller has taught us, takes both sides of the argument. Mm -hmm. So, you know, white supremacists and the Democrats, they're in the Republicans, they're in the liberal, they're in the conservative. Right. They take both sides of the argument. And they flip-flop. And he actually flip-flops in his manifesto. Uh, right. so he's been preparing this for a few years. I've been passively preparing for this attack like every American does. Like every American does. They use the term American as a catchword for white supremacists who are on code for white supremacy. Hmm. Which is one of the reasons they're really upset with white women. Okay. Now, <laughs> the best time to attack was yesterday. The next best time is today. Yo, that's not a message. That 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 section right there is a message to somebody. Mm -hmm. Who yeah, is he talking to? You know, in in a way, it's almost like he's talking to sleeper cells. I say. Okay. Where there are sleeper cells that once you hear certain catchphrases or code words, now these sleeper cells come to life. And they yes. carry out a particular, you know, uh, particular agenda or, you know, whatever the case may be. So it sounds like there's a coded language that's specifically targeting certain sleeper cells that are in certain demographics. You know, because what's the old saying? You know, uh, the KKK now wears robes and <laughs> uniforms. Right, right. Okay. Yo. Did or do you personally hate blacks? This dude wrote a 180-page manifesto before he took out mm. those 13 ancestors. May their lives still impact this and be a bright, shining light to excellence. Um, a black man or woman living in their homelands? Nah, I'm Gucci with that. He's Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang with that. Mm. That's cool, you know. A black man or woman choosing to invade our lands, live on our soil, live on government support, and attack and replace our people? Yes, I dislike them. The only people, he says, I dislike them, but check this out. The only people okay. I truly hate are the converts. Those from our own people that turn our backs on their heritage, turn their backs on our culture, turn their backs on their traditions, and become blood traitors to their own race. Yo, this term okay. blood traitor, where does that come from? Right. Harry uh, Potter. Good question. 
But I, I will tell you this. When, when I read that piece, you know what came to mind? What? what came to mind is white people, white people who embraced Islam. That was the first thing that came to mind. Do tell. Okay. Islam is still the fastest growing religion on the planet. Okay. Serves roughly, let's say about 2 billion, less than 10% of that Islamic world is of Arab origin. One out of every four Muslims walking a planet is of African origin. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so when I read this piece where he talks about converts, okay, that's religious talk. That and is religious talk. You, yeah. And I can tell you going back into the 90s, I remember when white cats used to sit in the cipher and I would see them go to the mosque and eventually take Shahada and become Muslim, mm -hmm. you know, primarily Sunni Muslim. Okay. And so that's been, I think the biggest fear is seeing white youth embrace non-white religions like Islam, like Buddhism, like Hinduism, etc. Okay. So that whole thing about being a blood trader, it can be on numerous levels, be it spiritual, uh, physical, etc. Okay. So when I read that, the first thing that came to me was he's probably talking about white people going into non-white religions, particularly Islam. Hmm. I hadn't considered that. That's, that's intriguing, brother. That's intriguing. Mm -hmm. That's intriguing. That's intriguing. So, so let's go down to this. <laughs> now that you bring up Islam and, okay. uh, you know, Islam to the uh, brothers and sisters in Islam, <laughs> you know, Islam to my Moorish brothers and sisters. Yeah. Uh, are you a Christian? No, I do not ask God for salvation by faith, nor do I confess my sins to him. I personally believe there is no afterlife. I do, however, believe and practice many Christian values. He practices Christian values. He practices... Uh, so, uh, Code Keepers, what we're doing is we're reading the manifesto from the young man who carried out the Buffalo, New York massacre. And if you're just tapping in, Code Keepers... What we're doing is showing that there's a relationship between the fight to end abortion rights, white supremacy, and the Great Replacement. I know I got you know some people upset you know. with me um, earlier when I stated that when he used the term Christian, he was talking about white supremacists. When he used the term Christian, he was talking about white supremacists. When he used the term Christian. He was talking about white supremacists. When he used the term Christian, he was talking about white supremacists. Christian identity mm. is an interpretation of Christianity that advocates the belief that only Celtics and Germanic people, such as the Anglo-Saxon, Nordic nations, and or Aryan people and people of kindred blood are the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
and therefore are the descendants to the blessings of Abraham. <laughs> Yo, so I, I know like, uh, you know, the queen, the queen was up here earlier. She's like, so if he follows Christian values and one of his values, he must not value his thou shalt not. I know that Rayshawn was like, Seiko, you, you tripping, you tripping, tripping. You know, he's not using the term Christian to mean white supremacist. Yes, it does. So when we hear terms like, I'm a proud American, they're not talking about American as being a citizen of the United States of America. When they said, I'm a fire, right. uh, I'm, I, I'm a believing Christian, they're not talking about believing that Yeshua or Jesus is the Savior. <laughs> That's not what they're talking about. Uh, Tariq said something else I thought was interesting. Yeah, of course, you know, uh, well, here we go. Buffalo man threatens to shoot up pizzeria one day after the mass shooting. Those are your folk, man. <laughs> In New York, right? Actually, I'm joking because I'm a Brooklyn boy, right? Let's see. There was C. We demand that Joe Biden sign and fund a bill establishing an African Americans as a protected class like he did for the Asians after the crime video surfaced online. H.R. 35 is passed, but we must include these amendments now. All right. So, you know, hate crime enhancements you know it's interesting and you know this was wrong but there were a group of uh, Asian elders who in 2021 were harmed mostly by whites <laughs> but of course the, the media showed the few situations where they were pushed down and brutalized by the melanated and as soon as that happened money went into the hands of the Asian community money for protection money for research Money for business development. Money for women's organizations. That happened within two to three days of that happening. You know, we must stop Asian hate. And they put a dollar sign behind it. Didn't happen here. They say, they say men are the tillers of the soil. Well, what's a man's tool? A hoe. <laughs> you can't have hoe without, you can't have housewife without the word hoe. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. <laughs> you can't have it. There's two types of hoes. They got one that is contracted to monogamous to this person for a long-term contract. You're going to protect, serve, maintain, sustain, and provide for me as your wife. And I'm going to be your long contracted term. Oh, wow, wow. Because I'm going to cook, clean, feed you, I'll nurture you. I'm going to tenderize you. I'm going to put that vagina on you. I'm going to make sure you, I'm going to be the freak in the sheets and the lady in the streets that you need to be. I'm going to be the best hoe you ever need. You ain't going to need another hoe than me. Okay. That is a long term contract. They got the other hoes over here, though, that do the short term. Right, they're gonna do the short term over here. They're gonna go to every. They're gonna bounce from every cucumber and bounce from every eggplant over here. And they're gonna go to sap. They're gonna go to the, uh, the, the to the salad garden and bounce from all of the cucumbers and the eggplant. Those are those are called temporary services, like they got in in, in the streets, uh, in, in public sector. Temporary services. These are temporary. But last time I checked, H O. You can't have you can't have housewife. Or the other one without the H O and the H O spell backwards is oh this is why when you have sex you go oh 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 so the world needs hoes I don't 
See, I don't shy away run. I don't shy away running from, from the words, English words that our society speak every day in our movies, speak every day in our songs, speak every day in our daily language. But oh, now y'all done, y'all done got y'all some black and power, and now y'all too holy now. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't go to the club no more, so you don't use those words no more now. Oh, you're holier than thou now. Oh, you forgot you come from project and cheese, and, and, and you can't. You forgot to come from bologna and, and, and syrup sandwiches now. Now, I ain't talking about y'all. I'm just talking about those of us who have made it to that level. You forgot that we come from poverty. You forgot that we came from Aunt your Mama. You see, we forgot we came from soul food that's really killing us, and it ain't soul food at all. Y'all forgot we come from hog mob, chicken, pork chops, and um, black eyed peas. You understand me? So I still speak to them. I still speak to them because that's where I come from. That's who... That's who are the ones who are lost. See, you, you holy people, y'all already good. Y'all gonna make it in the heaven. Y'all already know what to do. <laughs> y'all holy already. Y'all know what to do. I'm speaking to the vagabond, the panhandle. No, we don't. No, we don't. Not all. 